Welcome to Tangents of Creation. I was going to say, where the hell is my camera? I know, your camera took a second. <laughs> Welcome to Tangents of Creation. I'm your host, Jamie Chaos, and with me tonight is the always lovely Anilace and honorary co-host, Nuclear Tango. And tonight we have a very special guest, one of the first creators that I think many of us had seen when we started searching for Ashes of Creation content, Zillin. Hey. Hey, guys. <laughs> welcome, welcome. Thanks. Right. <clears throat> so... <laughs> Tonight, uh, this show's kind of going to be one of our relaxed fit episodes because we're kind of like in a weird spot, but we'll probably have some pre-stream like kind of predictions and stuff like that. But tonight, what I wanted to do was something we haven't really done on this show, and it's talking just talking like basics of Ashes of Creation. And by the basics, I mean the pillars that Ashes of Creation is built upon. So I realized as I was trying to put this um, episode together that we've never done an episode where we just kind of talked about Ashes creation. We always talk about Ashes, but we haven't like, what is Ashes <laughs> and, and, and those type of things or like what drew us to that. So, I mean, I'm sure in bits and pieces have been there, but that's uh, kind of what I want to do on this show. And the first thing that I want to ask, and I'm going to pitch this over to Zillin. Zillin, what class do you plan on playing in Ashes? Man, why did everybody ask me that? I don't know. I just, I realized I never ask anybody any like questions about like what they're looking forward to in Ashes. And I'm like, this is the only yeah. way I could think of it first. So, so I have been a tank main for at least the last decade in virtually every MMO. Um, however, I have been a, a raider. I've been a PVE progression raiding, killing the hardest boss, bosses on the hardest difficulties. That's what I've been doing. And all this. the the main job of a tank is not the same in PvP as it is in PvE because they because most companies do not do a very good job of, of making the tank do do anything that even kind of approximates <laughs> the same thing that you do in PVE as you do in PVP. Um, and so it's, I want to be a tank and I'm going to start as a tank, but if intrepid, if tanking is, is you switch from, you're trying to hold aggro and you're trying to be, uh, you know, provide defensive buffs to your, to your group or to try to maintain the battlefield and that sort of, that sort of thing that you do in PVE. If it's, the harasser role the i'm going to run around and attack casters to stop them from casting and stun people which is totally different from pve um i, I will find a different class i, was like, I don't say. i don't want to I, 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 I hold on one second I, it, it really frustrates me that that you you trade being like 10 percent harder to kill for being doing 80 percent less damage than a dps yes. okay so we uh, talked about uh, i agree we, we did a tank stream forever ago and we talked about this. It was kind of talking about how what I would like to see is that tanks be on par with DPS and this this won't be, this will go a little bit. So tanks should be on par with DPS, but because you're using those mitigations, that's where you see that drop of 80%. I think you should only then, if you're seeing the DPS go above, they should be at like 115%, right? Because of their additional things. So if you're in a PvP situation, you should only have like that 15% discrepancy if you're not using all those PvP buff or the the mitigation buffs and things like that. Like I think that because ESO does this thing too, where if you main a tank, you can't quest unless you're with somebody. It it's right. it's terrible. <laughs> so many games will do that. But I think one of the classes I've always fallen back to and that I think is great when it comes to being an all-around just good tank for PvP for PvE which is wow's warrior has always like 
you you still you still aren't as strong as some of the dps when you get into like the pvp situations but i was doing duos as a prot tank with someone else and like we were wrecking people mainly because mm -hmm. i've had that buddy with me where they couldn't get through my defenses they were trying to focus on me so like that harassment side of things but i think they could tailor in a way where you know they've got a, a taunt where you can you if they don't instead of doing like an actual now you have to attack me it's if you don't attack me i'm gonna start getting stronger and stronger and you every time i hit you you're taking i'm taking more health because you haven't dealt with my presence so i think there's things right. i could do which i'm excited to see because i'm with you with that a lot of times pvp and tanking just that, that doesn't make sense at all it doesn't make any sense i will say right. star wars old republic did like the best job i've personally seen for making tanking and pvp um, in that game, you can guard someone, and so you put your guard on them, and then um, half of the damage they receive goes to you. So that helps. And then when you taunt someone, uh, they do 50% less damage to everyone but you, and you have both a taunt and an area taunt. And then you have the guard thing, and so the tanking in, in PvP in that game is running around, still the harasser role, still going after the caster, still stunning and stuff, interrupting, but you're guard swapping. You're swapping your guard around to whoever's taking the most damage at any given time, and then you're taunting the, the biggest threats on the field, and so it kind of approximates PvE tanking in a very slow way. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. I've been saying for a long time is that they need to make tanks a threat. Yes. Like instead of instead of building threat or a threat table or whatever, they need to make you an actual threat on the battlefield. As you said, if you don't attack me, then I get stronger. I've thought of like 50 different ways that you yeah, can yeah, make yeah. a tank uh, uh, threat. That's actually a video that I an idea that I never actually put out, but I I've uh, gone through a lot of these. So, yes, make the tank a threat. And then that's that's probably what I will I will play. Um, if not, then I mean the 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 chips are up like it's whatever happens we're gonna play them all and see what i like i guess that's uh i like that answer because i'm i'm also a tank main and that's kind of where i'm where i'm at with things and i i've yet to put down my shield and picked it like for i remember there, it was uh it was i think it was around mr pandaria that it's it was only like a year after that they i completely quit wow but i remember i was like okay i'm done being a fear warrior i'm gonna put down the, the second axe i'm gonna pick up a shield and I've tanked since then in every single game, and I've just I've really enjoyed it. And then that's mm -hmm. what I kind of found is I'm like, man, I don't I want to tank and do PvP, but when I get in there, I feel pointless. But I've kind of like I've over time because I've been forcing myself to try PvP in every game because I I start as a PvE or like I don't have a ton of mm -hmm. PvP experience. But then once I got the harassment tank down, I was like, I'm kind of enjoying this at least for like mm -hmm. like trying to like hold down positions where I'm like, you guys are just wasting so many resources right now and my mm -hmm. team's about to beat you so like there is some like gratification mm -hmm. from that but when you have like this large scale thing like yeah i want to drop people too like i, I want to make sure i'm damaging some people i did want to mm -hmm. address something that mio said he told me that you can quest as a tank in eso which it is true it's just so painfully slow because annie played <laughs> a ranged class with a pet i think it's the warden or something and she was like clearing quests and i'm like i've yet to kill one can you slow <laughs> down she's like i'm already done how many you have i'm like none i have i haven't killed a fucking thing yet i haven't killed anything yeah so you can drag your nutsack over molten glass right. but you don't want to <laughs> <laughs> right. i don't want to i definitely like the idea of having your damage mitigations cause you to have a damage decrease while the buff is active so then right. that way you can kind of 
give and take your your dps versus defense and find that balance that works for you so if you want to be you know weaker as far as get incoming damage goes but stronger for questing and killing mobs and things like that you have that ability but if you need to kind of buckle down and take a bunch of damage obviously you're not going to be doing as much damage while you're defending yourself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right there's it's kind of that aspect that they took in with the Aegis ability, you know? It's, yes. It seems like it's more of a protector mm-hmm. allies, but you're mm-hmm. kind of like sacrificing your ability to do damage, or it seems exactly. like you can move in some cases. So that's what how I would like right. to see the DPS. <laughs> like, I want I want my mitigation to be a trade-off. The reason that my DPS is going down is because of time. I'm, I'm busy doing something that's causing mitigation, which is why I'm dropping, where as soon as I'm no longer mitigating, my DPS is now on par with the base level of the DPS, where as they may get they might get buffed and have things that increase their damage like you get what i mean where so whereas we lose some from the mitigation they're getting some from their their bonuses or whatever so i kind of like that where you're not like set like okay i do 80 percent dps and if i mitigate i'm now down to 60 <laughs> like that feels terrible <laughs> right i like i like the idea of being a dps with optional tank abilities unless you choose the tank tank arc archetype and then you're kind of stuck <laughs> being <laughs> does that mean, does that yeah. mean you plan on doing a ranger tank uh maybe i don't know i'm looking at the Beastmaster for now of course but was that i, I want to try everything to be honest which one was Beastmaster? <laughs> you remember the mix yes. of that uh it was summoner and uh ranger we yeah. did you guys see that steven said we potentially might be getting the summoner in alpha 2 mm-hmm. like that start mm-hmm. yep that's crazy <laughs> I'm so excited. So Margaret straight up said in a live stream like two months ago that they show us 10% of what they've done. Exactly. That's what I've been and trying to tell people. like, well, they haven't uh, shown us this. They haven't shown us that. It can't be close. And I'm like, they show us 10%. Right. right. And they've showed us a fuck gun, in my opinion. Yes. 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 <laughs> well, that was like after they told us that they increased the size of the world. And Steven's given like, well, the length of time to get from the top to the bottom. Like, the world's done. It might not be populated. It might not have all the things. But like. The landmass is done. You guys would not right. be telling this if you didn't travel it yourself and know what this is. So like that, I remember when that, when they told us that, I'm like, exactly. the world's <laughs> ready. I'm like, there's so much more. That's what we, we've said too. It's like, there's so much more that we probably don't see at all. And like so mm-hmm. many people are like, just show us everything. See, you don't want that. You, you, I'm going to say the whole blizzard thing. You think you, you want that, Warcraft. but you don't. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know what you want. You, yeah. you think you'd want that, but you don't want that. But I think in this case you don't because like, there's going to be something I, it's, it's got me on the fence too, about like the alphas and betas, which is like, I want that fresh experience, but it's like, I also like, I mean, I want to jump in there as soon as possible. It's like, how much of that, obviously I'll have to, I won't have doing this, but I always tell myself, I'll go in an area that I don't plan on starting at. I'll play a different race and class that I don't plan on using. I'm not going to do that. I'll use the ones I plan on doing and then burn myself out. But if I go in with that mindset, I think I could be okay. <laughs> but I do, I do wonder like how those could affect some of that mystery and stuff. I would really hope, I even hope during the betas, they hold a lot of stuff back. I, I hope they do. I know that's probably they not can't. what other people want. Well, they could, they, they can't, they can hold some, oh, listen, no. they can hold some. Back. No, yeah, they, they cannot. Can. Oh. Dude, they have to, they need players to crawl over every single inch of the map. Just find every spot where you can get stuck, every seam, every like little thing. Oh my god! <laughs> well, I don't have. I, I hate it. I'm not a fan of it. But you have to test the. It's the a, shit yeah, out of it. it's a. I whole mean, thing. I, I will agree on this because the I, I guess the um, the first 
major the first raid um that came with dragonflight they didn't test they didn't have a public test for the final raid boss so like they had no idea how it was gonna play out and like it sucked it fucking sucked and it's like Mm -hmm. yeah as much as like having some of the mystery like removed or people learning how to cheese it before (laughs) it releases it's like for the general public this just sucked up like yeah so uh, to me i'm like if you look at the mmo releases over the last god 15 years probably new world is really the only one that has any modicum of success at all that wasn't an already established ip the only mmos that succeed lord of the rings online the elder scrolls online star wars the old republic world of warcraft etc etc wildstar original ip failed yep. like you you see this over and over again and so ash the creation already has the the downside it's yeah, not an original or it is an original ip it is the first game from this studio this studio that's out of nowhere the the leader of the deal was a, it was a multi-level marketer guy you know like all these like negatives if they release a buggy mess at launch oh, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. done it's done they you, cannot release a buggy mess it has to be completely tested in my opinion like you you just you're you're risking too much all of it 10 years See, that's that's where i need to take <laughs> off my uh intrepid fanboy glasses i gotta say yeah, yeah. That, that's definitely true because obviously yeah. for me if i get in there and something's kind of like wonky i'm not going to be super upset about sure. it i'm gonna be like okay that you know it's the nature of the game but yeah i would i mean it's the same reason why the alpha 2 looks like a finished fucking game because they've got all eyes on them i am 100 percent. you won't be able to to convince me that they weren't ready to launch alpha 2 last year at this time <laughs> they were leading towards it at everything that they were doing was ramping towards it and i am convinced that they looked at this and said there's a hundred thousand people who have alpha 2 access this is going to be a massive alpha 2 we've already said that it won't be covered under under an nda so we can't backtrack on that now and if we release what we have now it's gonna kill it let's just let's do a garbage <laughs> recap stream right, right. And, and just do a do a year uh, and wait a year and then do it in a year i'm, I'm 100 convinced of that yeah i'd okay, agree with that like- one the hypo meter was scaling too much last mm-hmm. November. And then yep. Margaret was probably like, all right, <laughs> tugging the leash. I know. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure all of us went into that. Like December is going to be when they tell us. And then it was like, what do you we're, remember? We're the, a pre-recorded the, the message video. on discord. Do you remember the message on discord where Vapnar was, was giving us what's coming up in the next few live streams. And it was like, uh, you know, December Ranger, not December, uh, October Ranger reveal, November. I forget what it was, something big, like no, I don't remember what it was, but it was something big. And then December, it said December dot, dot, dot things with the Yo, big. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> what happened to that? So yeah. then, yeah. So then we're all like, I remember us talking about that too. Cause we we're like, what, what things? Yeah. <laughs> all the yeah. speculation. Yeah. I, I'm well, telling you, and- they were planning and then they backed off for whatever reason. I may be wrong about the reason, but I'm 100% convinced they were planning to, to release it last December or, or announce it last December and then backed off. I must say, because you definitely felt that same kind of hype going into it like this year too. Like as it's ramping and ramping and ramping, mm-hmm. like, holy mm-hmm. shit, this is feeling real good. Like I, I'm curious what we're going <laughs> to see with the Ranger showcase because I don't think we're just getting the Ranger update. We're going to see something else in the, cause they always do that where it's like, we're doing this, but also by the way, there's 20 other things that we're just going to kind of mm-hmm. drop mention a little bit. We're like, no, wait, 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 wait. What was that? Say that again. <laughs> Now, I, I don't know if you right. guys noticed this. I picked up on it big time. The the before the last stream, 
when they when Steven gave us that list of uh, of things that were going to be in the upcoming stream, the volumetric cl- climb or sky boxes and all that stuff. Yeah. There's like that big list that yeah. looked like patch notes. That did not <laughs> look like what we what we're going to look at. That looked like patch notes. Like they were going, okay, we need to make sure the bo- sky box looks great. You know, like they were coming up with patch notes um, and just showed it to us. But when they're when they're showing off and really looking into the sky box. Bro, we're ready to play. Like you're not far from putting people into the game yeah, when they're yeah. playing with the skybox. Yeah, I would have yeah, to agree with that. Touching up the fog and the the, the freaking right, like just like uh, the, the little, little attention like... to detail of like having the shooting star shoot by the moon. Oh, oh man, yeah. it's like you guys are putting <laughs> the, so the, like some of the finishing touch. Like, yeah, there's just like Bob Ross for Alpha little, Two. <laughs> little happy tree yes. over here. Like all right. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think we're going to get an announcement of late quarter one or early quarter two with the character creator as a as a uh, a, a Christmas gift. Ooh. That's been Annie's. That uh, be... I um I launched a poll out of curiosity. Oh, did you? Oh, asking what quarter do you think Alpha two will be? I'm still so for me. I'm still thinking that it's early quarter three. That's that's okay. been my prediction, and it's mainly just kind of looking at it from like a business standpoint of when it would make the most sense. I mean, I'm, I'm just going mm-hmm. from like other industries where I'm like, okay, if I want to capitalize on my core audience, which honestly, Ashes has a bit of an older audience. So that yes, it does. So that might not be <laughs> as. Because I'm thinking college age, but in like school stuff, but it, it, that could be different. But I'm still thinking in my head, okay, you want people to be able to sit down, have a long period of time. I'm thinking like, it's got to be like that that end of may early june people are starting like that way they could kind of do like a slow launch almost too for like people that might not have a lot of time to do it so then you've got like people that are out of college out of school parents can send their kids off for summer camp and sit down and be like okay i've got my weeks of vacation <laughs> save for the summer i'm sitting down <laughs> so that's kind of i think it. it'll be late quarter <laughs> two early quarter three Interesting. For kind of the opposite reason that you said that all our kids will be out of school. We're all old fogies. <laughs> it's definitely that's what I'm thinking. It's definitely a, a little bit of a older like the people who care about it now are older, but I'm actually thinking that the younger crowd is going to like this MMO. I'm and I'm just looking at what I have a 19 year old son and he's a big PC gamer and stuff, and I look at what he plays. And it's like, if there's not a competitive, I can kill you and take your stuff and like make you feel bad about it. Like he don't want to play him and his friends are out if you can't do that. And Ashes is going to kind of have that. And they talk about leaderboards and leaderboards are a big deal with like Gen Z and, and older or younger millennials. Um, so I actually think that you might see like a younger crowd adopt this as kind of like their MMO because all of the Care Bear nature of like every MMO that's existed in their lifetime. So I do. We'll so see. that's... <laughs> That's something I have thought about because, um, well, it, it's great because Annie and I both play MMO. It's like we, we that's like literally at the start of our relationship, we were playing MMOs. So our kids, I mean, ours are much younger. Like uh, my my oldest is nine, but like she's been watching the development of Ashes and she's getting super excited for it. And she's kind of played with some other games. Like she's she's messed around World of Warcraft and stuff, and she's like, it's it doesn't look as good as that game, and she she doesn't like yeah. how WoW is so kidified and stuff now like she likes some of the stuff that she's seen with that so it, it is really interesting to see like can ashes bring an entire new generation of people who are 
staying away from MMOs into the fold where you're looking at. But it is it is kind of crazy though because when we look at our analytics, like until I started posting shorts, there were no 18 to 24 watching our stuff. <laughs> it's kind yep. of funny. I was Not like long form media is for the older people. <laughs> I dropped in and I talked to different content creators and like stuff on Twitch. And it's like, I'm looking at everybody. I'm like, am I the youngest? Ashes that's why you're here. Enjoyer? Like <laughs> the youngest. Yeah, that's literally why, why you are here. You are the youngest member in our community. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Pro probably. <laughs> yeah, so funny. <laughs> How old are you again, Nuke? Uh, twenty six. When are you gonna be legal to drink? He's, oh, he's <laughs> <laughs> true. Yeah. Um. So, was it? Uh. Oh my God. Contigo was saying that the average age, uh, feels like around thirty. I think it is. I think that that's mm -hmm. probably most people that are looking to play Ashes are the people mm -hmm. that started playing in like the early 2000s probably like 2006 to 2010 kind of like time frame and then obviously mm -hmm. those who enjoyed everquest and man i tried to play that the other day because you know, i've never it was first time ever playing everquest i played everquest too first time playing everquest i i closed it after like a couple minutes i was like nope oh my god <laughs> it was just ui on top of ui and i was like there's a reason why everquest 2 came out God damn. Oh, that's <laughs> funny. I've actually been playing Dark Age of Camelot. Oh, no shit. Uh, like playing the ever living shit out of it for the they. So I actually thought thought about making a video uh, with a, with a title, something like season two of this old MMO will bring you back or something. And like talk about how, you know, it's the old MMO that, that they tried classic servers for a while. And now they've tried seasons and they're on season two. You know, the one that has trolls and goblins <laughs> oh, and no. kobolds and stuff. And you're going to be thinking, wow, the whole time. And I'm like, nope. Dark Age of Camelot season two. <laughs> Dude, so, right, so I remember being in Best Buy, or it, it may be, it might have been uh, EB Games. I can't remember exactly which one, but I remember seeing Dark Age of Camelot. And it was the first MMO I ever bought, and it was also the first MMO I never played because really I didn't know at the time that it required a subscription. So I get it home, oh. I load it up. I don't have a job. I just like I just bought this game. I'm so pumped. I'm like, this is gonna be sweet. And I'm like, what, the, oh. what do you mean it has a subscription? I guess I'm never yeah. playing that. I'm never, never too, like, playing that. Dude, it was back in the day where you used to buy a box, like at the store, you pulled open, you'd be mm -hmm. looking at the manual. I'm like, God, which race? Wow, I'm reading the whole oh book on the drive home. I, like, God, I can't wait to install this. Yeah, yeah that was a yep. that was a heartbreaking patching, day. Patching on dial-up? Oh yeah. my god. Uh. Oh my god. <laughs> It was brutal, absolutely brutal. Well, if any of you guys are interested, there, there's a free server called Eden. Uh, for Dark Age of Camelot, totally free, and they have like this whole season format, and they're adding in custom content that never existed in the game and stuff. That's and cool. Come play it; it's fun. Interesting. I've noticed That's that there cool. a lot of the um, the older games that are getting propped up by private servers have been a lot. I was doing for a little while the um, was it the Age of Reckoning, the the Warhammer. Oh one yeah, that, the, that, was no, that, that yeah. server's awesome. Mm -hmm. That was a lot of fun. I was, mm -hmm. I was messing around with that one a bit. For me, I've I've turned it such a graphics snob that it's hard for me to play some of the older ones. Right, try okay. if I can get immersed enough, like it doesn't matter. But like, there are some times where I'm like, dude, I have a really nice graphics card, I want it to like be crying at me while I'm playing a game where it's like I, I, I try so hard. It's I get I get this weird spot though, too, even with cinema, where like as the technology advances, I, my eyes get used to something, it's harder for me mm -hmm. to go back and look at something older. Mm -hmm. Where I'm like, I, I all I can see is how dated this is, and it's so difficult for me to get immersed <laughs> from it. 
Intrepid's been ingraining it in you. They're like, every live stream, they're like, dude, look how beautiful this is. Oh, guys, look at this great <laughs> artwork. <they're> brainwashed. Uh, <laughs> you're being brainwashed slowly. I'd play, more I'd play more classic if they'd let me use the current uh, models. If they if they just allowed me to use the current classic models, or sorry, the current modern wa uh, models in classic WoW, I'd probably play it a lot more. Just give me that option. I know it's not part of classic, but just give right. me the option to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Make it user preference. <laughs> yes. Okay. So it was actually, there's a really nice pre-conversation and kind of leading into some of the things um, that I have written down for the segments, especially when we're talking about older games and that uh, Ashes kind of creating their design pillar around like kind of that golden era. Although Steven says that we're yet to hit the golden era that we're about to hit it. So that would be interesting. I would love that <laughs> to be true. I, I love it. That was the thing too. I'm not super dogmatic with my games. Like if Ashes can breathe new life into the MMO genre where we've got so many new great ones popping off, I will be so happy. Give everyone who's got a certain like flavor of game they're looking for, like a PVE only, the PVX, whatever. As long as like it <laughs> captures that feeling of playing these older MMOs because they were designed so much better. Um, so mm -hmm. that's what I want to dive into. And first part of the segment that I, or the first segment I've got for this um, is engaging an immersive story plus narrative. Um, and then kind of talking about how that pertains to ashes. And if we still see that like relevancy in today's MMOs, where I think that when it comes to narrative, a lot of these games actually do a pretty decent job. But for me, there's one spot particularly, but I'll, I'll, I'll do that after I gauge your guys' reaction to that. Um, Nuke, how do you feel about the storytelling in today's MMOs? I mean, a lot of them with it being theme park allows you to kind of make these grand epic scenes that really immerse, you know, they take you out. There's a, there's a, it's a double-edged sword. They take you out of the world for a moment, but then they also bring you back in by this really engaged, like putting your character in the cinematic and, you know, you're the guy that's doing the big epic thing, you know, you're killing the big boss, but then it kind of like puts you in this path that, oh, well, next cinematic, we have to one up this next thing. And then gradually right. you get very better. And so, like I said, it, it, it allows you to do these more, personal and deep storylines to your character and to that direct situation but it doesn't bring in the other players that you're playing with you know most of the time they just oh your players going through dragonflight you've experienced this and so did everybody else but they did it by themselves and to me i i think it's really good if you like rpg games single player rpgs but they don't do anything better than a single player RPG, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I, I they agree, do I agree, a pretty so good well. job, but they don't they don't actually encapsulate well, the really that's good like, stuff. With Final Fantasy fourteen, their whole I mean their their whole storyline, their whole quest line is basically a single player storyline. Like the same thing you're mm -hmm. saying, like it shows you the cutscene, your character, but it removes anybody that's in the party with you or anything like that where it really is just you are playing this hundreds hours RPG that is now set in this online world where the story, like a lot of people adore that story, but like as an MMO player where I'm coming from, where I'm like, you're, you're kind of missing the mark when it comes to what this, how the story, how I feel like it should unfold. Um, Annie, I'll, I'll pitch this over to you. Oh God. <laughs> how do you feel <laughs> about the way that current MMOs do storytelling. 
Um, I mean, some of the storylines can be really, really in-depth and good. Like, for example, the storyline in Diablo 4 was fairly decent, even though all of us thought that Lilith was the good guy, but we were killing her anyway. <laughs> <You're cut, laughs> but if you could ignore that too. fact... Right. <laughs> but if you could ignore that fact, like, the storytelling was pretty good, but I think back to what Nuke said, it definitely, when it's a multiplayer-type situation, it's a little lackluster when you're doing it with a group and then it's only you in the cinematic and or maybe your friends are there but they're kind of just standing in the background like you're the star of the show and I, I can see why they do that but I think I don't know it'd be cool if it was incorporated into the story better for an MMO for you to have it be more a group based activity so Zillin do, do you play <laughs> any modern MMOs I mean, I have. I, I was <laughs> I was a Swotor player for almost ten years, just damn near. Well, when nonstop. I'm saying, I'm gonna say when I say modern, because I mean, even going back ten years, that puts us what the that's 2013. 13? I would say MMOs mm -hmm. still were kind of in a decent spot, but within like the last five years, have you gotten in, in, into any? Uh, I mean, I played New World. Yeah, I I I stupidly spent forty dollars on that <laughs> game, and then even more stupidly bought the expansion after that which was the like one of the dumbest decisions i made in the last oh, decade was it not good because i was looking at it is it expansions not good i can't even remember it's what the man. story of new world is other than the <laughs> basics no yeah the new world doesn't have a story i mean it has the a story, story a yeah story. the story That's... is just like not at the forefront for sure yeah <laughs> yeah I, I i mean give new world a try if if it's something you're interested in it's just i I'm just so against all the all the modernization they're doing with these MMOs. They're, they're just they they have they have sucked the soul out of out of the MMO completely, and so I'm just not a fan of it. And that's why that's why I'm a fan of Ashes because they're right. going back to some of the older um, the older style. So yeah, yeah. So I this, mean, I've played New World, I've played some modern ones, but not really now. So this is where I want your perspective. So how were the stories? How did the stories kind of unfold in some of the older MMOs? Well, what's interesting is that like, so for example, my first MMO was Ultima Online. There essentially is no story. Right. You, you're literally just dropped onto the world and go do things. It's very, very sandbox. Mm -hmm. um, no theme park element to it at all. There's no quests anywhere to be given. You make your own content. You go do things. Um, and then, then you go to Dark Age of Camelot, which has kind of like an underlying pseudo story that is the reason why the the three realms are at war with one another. And then there are some quest lines and there's some story to it, but not really. Um, and it wasn't until World of Warcraft that you got like these actual story lines where you're, you know, you have a whole quest and you read it and you go off and you do it and you bring it back and it builds to like a big, you know, big bad that you're killing at the end of the zone or end of the, when you get hit level 50 or whatever. So um, World of Warcraft kind of, at least in, from my perspective, like brought story into MMO. MMOs didn't have story before that, that I experienced. Not really. Right. Yeah. The story was kind of created by you and the adventures and the friends that you made along the way. Like, you know, your story and narrative for this day was, hey, I met this guy and we went and killed this dragon together that was threatening, you know, the area, the NPCs and whatnot. And so it's, it's a completely different experience from those theme park in grades you know wow storytelling right now is what i would call it and then you know mm -hmm. i the preferred method for me is the me and my friends as adventurers have a story together 
Mm-hmm. Right. So this is because we all touched on everything. This went perfectly where I wanted to go. So <laughs> one of the things I hate that current MMOs do is that they make you the chosen one. And yep. what I love about Ashes and going back to that older feel is there are no chosen ones. The main the main character of the game is the world. The world is the main character and stories unfold through you interacting with that world or finding bits and pieces. Um, like you were saying with uh, Dark Age, uh, my God, uh, Dark Age Camelot, where things are kind of unfolding. You kind of know a little bit, but it's kind of like just this underlying story to just kind of build this framework on. But really one of the biggest parts and something I think that, that current MMOs have taken away is the role-playing side of things. Like mm-hmm. you're not able to go in there and have your own narrative anymore. Because I'm, I'm, I've, I've said this before. Annie and I are, we just call it light RPers. Like we're not sitting there in the tavern playing out our characters, but like, I've got a story <laughs> in my head of like, okay, this is my character's background. This is what he does. And it could be something as simple as like, he's a dick and he just wants to go kill bandits. Like, I don't want to play. You're the savior of the horde. I don't know. I don't want that responsibility. I just want to be some <laughs> guy who's out looking for ore and loot. And if the town burns, I don't care. It's, you go save that. I don't I don't care. Let it burn. I'll, I'll go loot the corpses after. I don't really, I'm not going to play by the game's morality. I'll play by mine. So I think we lose Until- a lot of that in some of the way that the, the theme parks try to tell their stories, which I think some of them are great stories but i think it kind of misses the mark of what like the mmo is supposed to be because like the massive multiplayer online is a shared story where you've now taken the massive part the multiplayer part and just you've dissected it taken it away and now you're just presenting everyone this individual story where everyone's a special snowflake but at the end of the day you're all the same so there's nothing special about it. <laughs> i definitely think Baldur's gate 3 raise the bar for a lot of this mm-hmm. as far as mm-hmm. story going goes yeah <laughs> yep, they did there's no doubt about that there's mm-hmm. no doubt about that I, i'm with you about the, the the chosen one thing i think i want to say it was narc did a video a while back that was and it may not have been I, I may be wrong about this but the the title was something along the lines of in ashes of creation will finally not be the hero or or something like that um and I, i've had the same the same thought as like you know, uh, Nuke was explaining about uh, saving the world and everybody around you and the story, and they're all there and and that stuff. And it's like, if you if I save the world, if I'm the if I'm the savior of the world and you're the savior savior of the world, and so she and so is he, then nobody's the savior of the world. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. You know? um, so it just it really cheapens the whole thing. Um, but at the same time, I think that if Ashes released with no quests and just said, go make your own content, it would die. Yes, I, I absolutely mm-hmm. agree with that. Absolutely, yeah. So we play... So you have to have something, right? Yes. So mm-hmm. and I so play, what do you have? Um, and I play Conan Exiles, which is a um, sandbox uh, survival game. There's no quest in it. And one mm-hmm. of the things about that is you, you can do whatever you want. You can build, you can do things. But I find what happens to me when I play is there gets to a point where I want some direction. I've logged in. I want to play, mm-hmm. but I don't mm-hmm. want to do this today. And quests are such a great filler for, okay, you need some direction where to go. You want to explore this new area. This will direct you there. I feel like that. That's why I think the Ash is going to do so well with this sand park feel where it's do whatever you want. If you want a quest, it's there. If you want a sand park stuff, it's there where now you can... It, I, I the, just that delight uh, design philosophy 
I think is a really, really good idea because I've seen it time and time again where sandbox fail because there's nothing, there's everything to do, but there's nothing to do. Yeah, we're, we're going to go on a tangent here since that's what we do on this, yeah. this show. Um, exactly. I, I love Conan Exiles. I played the piss out of that game. I played so much of it. And I actually at one point wanted to make a video that was going to be titled something along the lines of the best MMO you've never played. Because I think with, with what they've done with the seasonal format and adding content all the time, they're always adding new stuff to do constantly um, is brilliant. It's what MMOs should be doing. That I think that what Conan Exiles is doing is what MMOs should be doing, except exactly what you just said. I, I, if I started thinking about making that video and what I would say, and I'm like the caveats that I would have to give, like, right. okay, so just so you know, it's awesome and it's fun, but there's no direction. There's a story, but there's no like order that you do the story in you just randomly find story elements here and there and it's up to you to piece it together and it's like wait okay so it's not really an mmo that's not you know but at the same time like you want an action combat mmo where you can build and there's you know big pve elements and big pvp elements and stuff i mean it fits it checks all the boxes except for the direction there's just it's yeah. just like it even when they release new content you got to go find it or, Dude, that or was watch a, a content creator they released the sorcery thing and i'm like where the fuck do i find it yes, and then someone's yes. like oh there's a there's like a undead turtle cave and i Some was random like cave. i yeah. never <laughs> would have found that unless someone told me about it because like yes, I, yes. I was just been scouring the whole map like where's this goddamn cave and that's if someone yeah. didn't build in front of it or like oh my god yeah but yeah so I, that, I agree. i'm not there with you Cause that was, so after Annie and I, we, we took a break from playing games for a while after we quit. Wow. We, we kind of just stopped playing games altogether. It was probably for like, God, I don't remember when coding came out. Was that, I think we picked games back up around 2016. Was, no, we played Conan cause it was after our middle child was born, which was 2017. So we played that through late 2017, early 2018. And then it was kind of after that, we kind of took a break. Well, I'm at no from when we stopped. Wow, so we we completely just walked away from. Well, games. I got you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was when our oldest was like two. So that would have been like. And so, I mean, it's not as long it was as like a year and a half, two years. Yeah, it was like two years. But yeah, I kind of just I was like, I'm done. I'm done with games. Like, because I, me personally, I want that forever game. Like that's why I'm I love MMOs because I just I want to just go home play one game. But like after we were kind of sick of playing uh, World of Warcraft, I was like, I'm done. And then we found Conan Exiles. And I'm like, dude, this is so close to like <laughs> what I, I was like, man, it'd be so cool if they made this into an MMO. Like it, it's missing some of those those designs. But like I could see why. And I'm talking to more people and like other people that played MMOs. Like, yeah, I really love this style of game where I think I think PAX Day is going to grab a lot of those people. I think a lot if if because to me pax day seems like conan on steroids like i think it's gonna, it's gonna <laughs> i think it's gonna draw in a lot of those people that went from mmos to survival and they will like it uh but i think yep. they'll pro i haven't heard much about quest in there so i think they'll hit that same pitfall uh <laughs> hold on let me let me let me read this because i i still i cracked myself up whenever i i said it last night i was talking to dr burns, burns. and we were talking about <laughs> pax day and i forget because i said it was going to release soon and uh dang it i can't find it i said i i said that it was going to be a half-baked sort of kind of mmo sort of kind of survival game into perpetuity or something that's like kind of that. how i see it, it being like... to be honest i i, I think because oh, no. i guess they're re they just said they're going to be releasing their alpha 2 and narc made this whole yeah. video about like how yeah. they're moving faster or whatever. but it's also like 
slow the fuck it's they don't have as many systems to design of course they can release yes. it it's like, yes <laughs> the, the, no that the, the whole i think they're trying to like by calling it alpha 2 and yes, announcing before, abs- i think yeah. they're trying yeah. to steal the ashes crowd and it's like the ashes crowd is here for the systems and your game doesn't have any fucking systems so, yes. like, what uh, so that's doing? what i've <laughs> seen well that was like i i talked i got i was a bit inflammatory um with with rive saying that it's not an mmo and um i i after we had we did a whole episode on basically that pax day is not an mmo which i can see how it yes it's a sandbox mmo but i wouldn't call it an mmo rpg so i think that's what i walked away from that but i don't yeah. think that they're going to capitalize on it's going to be such a it's it's going to be such a niche market because mmos are already a niche market but then if you're looking at like the where ashes is and, and their what their niche is Pax Day is in like even lower like niche bracket where like your your fan base is getting smaller and smaller and smaller. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I I'd be I'm worried about them not being able to retain a lot of those initial players where they hear MMO. Right. And then you have the the monetization thing. Like Ashes of Creation told us what their monetization was going to be from be, from day 1. We're going to have no box cost. It's going to be a subscription, etc. like they've told us and at Pax Day is like I don't know. Oh, have, we'll I see. didn't realize they haven't said that yet. No, no shit. Oh. If you go read, like oh it's, it basically straight up says, uh, you know, we, we haven't announced that yet. So I guess, I guess oh, just that's tune not, in. That doesn't make me feel good at all. That's not, not at all. all. Oh, not at all. That's not, dude. That was it. When Ghostcrawler was in uh, talking the first time, talking about the Riot MMO, the first thing he did was dive into how all the different ways they plan to monetize the game. Where I'm like, at least yep. you're honest. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Props yep. for honesty, I guess. <laughs> yes, I'll take the honesty. And that's like uh Throne in Liberty was doing the same thing before they released the, that release that they did a while ago. Where they were saying, Well, we don't know what the monetization model is gonna look like. I guess yeah, we'll like, see. Yeah, and then we get in there and it's hardcore. And like I actually I actually recorded and edited and never actually released, and it was a, a video that was a a, a weapon tier list for for throne and liberty and i was going to make it because in that game there's no classes it's a based on your weapon and what your class is and i was going to go on and on about how this will definitely help you clear dungeons or whatever and the weapon was going to be like american express and discover and capital <laughs> <Yeah>. one <laughs> and then, and then i was going to stop i was going to stop short and be like and if you know if you want to get the rest of this tier list just subscribe to my patreon or whatever like as a joke um, but I never ended up releasing it. You got like the one whale that oh drops a diamond it's platinum you know. cart. Yes, yes. I did want to, so, um, I'm going to just say, uh, I think it's Shive. I think so. If I mess that up, you just let me know in the comments. Um, so Shive was saying meaningful gameplay without being Neo or Luke slash Ray and massive reward for playing together. I think that's what an MMO should be. I, I think everyone, all of us uh, at this round table tonight agree with that, that, uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's that's absolutely. It's yep. Sheev. Okay, I think did I say it it's right Sheev. that time? Yeah, I've been I've been playing Swotor with Sheev for a decade. Oh, awesome! Yeah. Oh, yeah. nice. All right, guys. So we're gonna move yeah. off the story, and we kind of touched on this a bit. Um, maybe, I, I did want to say oh, way way earlier <laughs> when we were talking about um, like the no more chosen one thing or whatever. And also, um, I'm losing my train of thought. Well, I was going to say with Ashes of Creation, I think it's really cool because you still can, in a way, be your own version of the chosen one if you want to. But it's in the sense of like 
when an event pops up, say like a massive dragon starts assaulting your node or something like that, and you're one of the first people to go and handle that threat with your group, like you're the ones who are the important people in that yes. story. Right. You, 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 you nailed it right at the very beginning there. You're one of the first ones there. You're a chosen one because you earned it. Right. Instead of just get, be, it being hoisted upon you as soon as you log into the game, you actually went out and earned it. And that's that's what Ashes of Creation to me is is bringing exactly. back. Exactly. So it's kind of having a badge of honor yeah, yeah, that you earned yourself instead of just being like all those participation trophies it's, well yeah it's, it's that same thing easy like, content where i remember the first time i went to orgamar and i saw someone sitting on an epic mountain there in their fucking legendary armor i'm like what is this i'm like i i'm looking like this and you have that like i want <laughs> like, what do i need to do how do, how to do get, i be you what is yeah. what? oh dude that i remember the day i became a raider where i was like dude that's what i'm doing i want all that that is amazing that, that, my very first raid, I was like, I am dedicating my life to this now. <laughs> this yeah. is who I am. Yeah, dude, that's my whole it's personality like now. So, it's so funny, too, because that's back in classic WoW and early WoW, at least, that was like the big thing was being a raider. Like, that's what could have made you the chosen one, because that's what dude, you did jocks, to progress man. the story. Right. And they didn't have the looking for raid or anything or to make it so everybody could achieve that level of the story and stuff and then now nowadays it's like <laughs> jamie posted on his twitter what they're doing now to the raid ready oh, dude, boost or whatever raid, it is so fucking <laughs> it's like now now the rest of the game it feels like they just treat like garbage and they're just trying to get everybody into the raid just ignore everything we've done prior it's not fun like that's all right, I exactly <laughs> that's the vibe it gives <laughs> it feels oh like God. blizzard's almost doing what a bunch of like uh producers and uh publishers do for like dying mmos like yep. as they reach the end of their lifespan they just start monetizing yeah they must know that's what i'm saying it feels it. almost like blizzard's just trying to milk what's left of retail wow like they're well, just like dude, okay we got right. dying player base let's just get all the money we can out of them well that's and like they lost they lost just china cut it. so china definitely hurt a ton when they lost that market and then, like, yeah, no one talks about retail WoW. No one gives a fuck about retail WoW. It's classic, season of discovery, hardcore. No one cares about retail. Like, the only people who care are the like the people that they were starting to do their their false diversity stuff, where it's like they're just trying to pull in anybody. Like, for love of God, we will make very effeminate dragons. I know we have the really cool masculine ones. We're never gonna make those. You can have these. We're gonna make a bunch of different furry like. Uh, Races, oh, oh no. come play our Don't game, please, it. for love of God. We need, we need grandma, grandma too. We're gonna just redo the Mr. T commercials, all those. It's a game for everybody. For the love of God, give us your money. We're dying. Yep, yeah. agreed. That's how it feels. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. It almost makes me feel like they're just trying to transition from retail and just like grab everyone's attention. Be like, hey, go play Season of Discovery. This is what people are into now. <laughs> it's like, guys, so how we, how they're we like, all right, we're gonna milk retail and then raise enough money to make a new basically a new mmo i, I don't know it's Even like a weird oh i was gonna say it's like a weird version of love bombing but it's them trying to get into your wallet. Yeah. Oh, but dude, even like the whole like trying to bring chris in i'm like dude it's just it's just a nostalgia play it's like because mm -hmm. i'm like chris probably has nothing going on like i'm trying to not be so cynical when it comes to it but i just i don't know i'm like man i don't think it's not he's not going to save it unless he's got full creative control and like control over 
like because they just like i said they just did that raid ready thing where it's like you get a certain amount you pay 70 bucks they'll boost you all the way to the highest level you get like uh, the lower tier raid gear okay i think like a whole thing of third like 30 plus uh bag space bags where it's like god damn guys like <laughs> i thought you guys were trying to save the game and now you're just handing out here go right you're a raider now <laughs> well and i think it's so I silly too because <laughs> the rating now in my opinion isn't even the best part of the game anymore no because it's, it's just obnoxious repetition of wiping until you finally get the mathematics right and <laughs> well, can get good. the boss down just for your like 10% chance to actually get something you can use not even 10% at this point well that's because that's a but, whole other conversation itself with all the add-ons and them having to gear the gear the raids to out gear the add-ons and then it just turns into this convoluted stupid fucking mess it's one of the things I'm so excited about with Ashes <laughs> is that they're not going to have add-ons, which means that raids can be fun and have like challenging mechanics, but not to the point where it's like, if if you guys don't know how to do this, we're all dead. Uh, like, Right, you can't do it without an add-on. That's the problem. You can't do these fights unless you have deadly boss mods or else you're getting kicked out of the raid because you're not going to know when you need to go pair up with your positive if you're negative or whatever <laughs> Run, trying to run pug groups in dragonflight was one of the like worst experiences of my oh my god it was awful okay. <laughs> it was so, Wiping, that, so bad you wiped to razageth like 50 oh. times in one night dude <laughs> dude uh, even in even in lfr my daughter cleared razageth in lfr before we did because our our lfr group was just that fucking terrible <laughs> I was like, we wiped like four or five times. Yeah, and yeah. Finally, our our nine year old nine year old daughter. She's talking so much shit. She, we talk, she talked so much shit to us for a week. She's like, guess what I did? I was like, go oh, fuck yourself, kid. Like, don't even bring yourself. <laughs> I was like, first off, so uh, first off, daddy was doing heroic. It's not the same thing, but the fact that you killed the boss and saw the cutscene before I did makes me so mad. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, it's so funny. It's a good time. All right, so I want. Awesome. She's already got that gamer trash talk, though. Yeah, dude, yeah. she does. She was talking, we <laughs> played Magic, and um, I'm trying to build out this like new commander deck, and uh, I bought her a, a a pre-constructed deck, and she's obviously it's better than mine because I'm trying to figure mine out. But dude, every time she beats me, she just talks mad shit. And then I finally beat her, and like it was like the worst day of her life. I was like, yeah, that's what it fucking thought. <laughs> yeah, you walk off all upset. Yeah, you just won. That's oh my so goodness. funny. With my daughter, I tell my daughter all the time, and this is just my mentality, and it's always been my mentality. If we're playing a game, I don't care who we're playing. I don't care what the game is. I'm playing to win. Yeah, I'm going to try to win. <laughs> and and if I can win without even losing a health point or, like, losing a checker or a chest, what, I don't care what it is. If I can utterly destroy you that's what i'm trying to do and uh, she she has left the gaming table in tears more than a few times <laughs> oh, no. okay. i have to tell you the sinister thing that my daughter did she she mm. lost the first few times that she played against me and i was like okay maybe my deck's not as batman i don't have to tune in as well next few times we play she just fucking obliterates me so fast i'm like what is happening and she goes you know what i like to do so i like to lose against people to learn how the deck works and then once i know how it works and how you're gonna counter things i'm all set i know exactly what you're gonna do and i was like that is like, don't talk to me for the rest of the fucking night my daughter's nine years old guys and that's how she goes into games like i'm gonna lose i'm gonna learn how you work and then i'm gonna destroy every little attempt that you try to like i was like 
Go to your room. Especially because when Jamie gets overconfident. Yeah, Yeah, that's when I start slipping up. And she knows. She watches. She waits for Daddy to be like, yeah. She'll see. Like, I'm not good at, like, hiring my tells. I'm super animated. And I'm like, yes. She's like, what'd you get? like, nothing. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. Dude, she is. She is next level dude i'm like man i can't That's wait to awesome. raid <laughs> meanwhile when we play when we play magic together i'm always like looking at my cards and then i look at jamie and i'm like i'm sorry i'm playing card <laughs> that like fucks him up dude that last game also so we don't even talk about that <sighs> oh my so goodness out, you want to so talk about topic. it i'll talk about it it's so off topic so i had this one card in my deck <laughs> which so it funny. turns turns everything into an artifact which allows me to also put down any color of mana for those of you that don't know how to play magic gather i'm not going to explain it just listen and let hear the nerds talk anyway i can i can make it any any color of mana possible so that way i can play whatever i have in my hand i don't have to worry about it being whatever i don't have to be red or black or whatever so i change everything to that i'm so ready i'm gonna put down this card that i know is gonna mess up her night we had just played a game where i didn't think this card would come into her hand where she had one that can destroy all artifacts my thought was that it just turned because my card turns everything into artifacts. Hers He's and like, mine. good thing you probably don't have that card anymore. <laughs> anyway, I thought when she played it, it would destroy both of us. No, it's your opponent. I missed the wording on that card. So she, <laughs> she completely wipes out everything I have on the board and I just sit there and die. And I was like, I can't, I can't do anything now. This was fucking great. <laughs> it was so funny. So I was still just one shot. Don't get overconfident when you play games against your wife because she will ruin your night. <laughs> she will Always. destroy you. <laughs> Alright, trying to get this back. But not on track. in the fun way. So one of the next uh pillars for ashes is um the reactive world, uh, along with one of the biggest systems in the game, which is nodes. So I don't know because I don't have a lot of experience with some of the older MMOs because WoW was probably when I started uh, 2006 or uh, I believe is when I kind of started really getting into World of Warcraft. So my early experience was pretty minimal. What Were there a lot, were there any systems uh, within some of these earlier MMOs that were, if you, because I know Ultima had a thing where they originally had a land management system I thought I think they end up removing that because it wasn't being Just used. A little to, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I'll, yeah, I'll I don't think players knew it was there. <laughs> so yeah, they Ultima had a land management system, and and they didn't. This was before you know. Like I think now we would see how players would 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 react to the things, and and you'd have to you'd build it differently. But they didn't predict at all accurately how they would do it, and they like they basically destroyed the entire flora and fauna system of the game like it was just done (laughs) um and so they had to remove the system like they broke it completely um so when you sent me over the um the the kind of run of show uh topics that we're going to talk about or whatever one of the things you said in there was about like the 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 reactive or worlds that change the dynamic worlds of old in the nose or something and i was like no yeah they were not they were not dynamic um, they were extremely static. The only exception to this, I actually talked about this a little bit last week when I was on the Golden Feather. Um, Ultima Online back way back, like I would like maybe the first two, maybe three years that it existed. So we're talking like 97, 98, 99, like way back then. Um, they actually had live GMs for each server. 
okay. people who worked for the company who had like spawning powers and could you know do things in the game that were actually like trying to create content for the players and so i have yeah. a buddy uh, there was this they had this one town that was attacked by beholders you know the the floating eyeball things Oh, yeah. um, they got it like hundreds and hundreds or maybe even thousands and thousands of beholders and they were like every time you killed three or four one new one would spawn so like it was a crazy situation and my buddy and I'm still good friends with him today like organized a 24-7 raid on this place and it took them like four days of oh, non-stop so always people there <laughs> taking them out and he like spearheaded the whole thing and organized it over icq which is freaking hilarious just trying to think about doing that now um and he got it oh, done and God. when he when they when they completely cleared out all the beholders and saved the town like you couldn't even get into this town it was totally overrun um they gave him a sword that had never existed in the game and never existed afterwards he was the only person to ever have that sword on any server across That's the so entire cool. game and so that cool. yes it was very cool that is kind of dynamic but th this is why i keep talking about the node system and i keep going back to the nodes and back to the nodes on my videos and when i'm talking about it with friends and stuff is because this what this system is trying to do and let's be honest we don't know if it's going to accomplish the goal but what this system is trying to do is actually create what i will call dynamic perpetual player driven in-game content yes yep <laughs> Uh, so it's going to, it's the world's going to change. There's going to be new things. Like my last video, I talked about, you're not going to be able to just know that you go do these eight quests and then these 14 quests and then these 17 quests, like the quests are going to be different. The you, you're not going to get to go to a, a mob grinding spot because the last time you were there, it was summer and now it's winter. And so that those mobs are no longer there or somebody chopped too many trees. And now the, there wasn't the, the <laughs> meat or the plant eaters didn't have enough to eat because you chopped the trees. So then the meat eaters didn't have enough to eat. So now there's no mobs there. Like we don't know what it's going to happen. So like, the, yes, the dynamic content is going to be uh, crazy and something that just, in my opinion, we've never experienced in MMOs. No. So yeah, nodes are definitely like that. It's really, I'm really looking forward to that. That big selling point because Annie, Annie was an earlier adopter to Ashes than I was, where she found it first. She was trying to show it to <laughs> me, and I was like, "Man, I know how long these games take to make. I know how many have failed. I'm like, I don't want to see it." And then like she was trying, she was explaining the node thing to me. I'm like, "That sounds so fucking cool." But I'm like, if they can do it, I'm like, that sounds. Oh my god, what is? Sorry, not to cut you off, but. <laughs> <laughs> what was that video of that guy that's like would you just look at it just look oh, at yeah. it would you look at it just look at it, would you just look <laughs> that, at it? Was, that was literally me with jamie with with ashes at the start <laughs> being that annoying guy who's like would you just look at it <laughs> dude i just i didn't want sorry uh, go on. <laughs> so should we get all the newsletters and stuff so finally like okay i sat down and looked at it i'm like oh watch i went through the kickstarter and looked at the things I'm like this is this is unreal. Like the stuff they're talking about doing, I've like, I've no, I've never seen any other game while I do it. So I'm like, I, it did pique my interest. And like that, that's the whole thing is that I think for, for MMOs to work long term, you need that dynamic world. You need things to change and you need players to be able to interact that change. Like you to cause that change to happen. Where it's like, as much as people are upset that it's a PVX game where your stuff can get destroyed at any moment, the fact that you can just come into the game week after week in like your house might not be there things that you thought were there might not be there as much as you like collecting all your stuff it's a good thing because that means you now have new motivations you have new areas to go explore you it, it's not even something that the that they need to create content for 
It's just the game did this to you and now you need to solve the problem. So I, I think that is an amazing concept. And I, I hope going forward that a lot of other games look at that dynamic changing world and things not being perpetual or sorry, be, uh, things changing perpetually, but things not being static and be like, okay, this is always where your races zone is. This is always going to be your capital silly because the fact that that stuff can change and evolve over time is just so right. many gameplay loops. And the fact that they've talked about too, that there might be things like artifacts, like legendary weapons that are hidden that people might, it might take years for people to find. If you didn't build up this right node, if you didn't take these right actions uh, during, you know, uh, getting to the story arc, if you did, if you went right, instead of going to left, <clears throat> you may never find that artifact until you rebuild that and make those choices. So I think stuff like that is, is just amazing and extremely it's going to be make make the game extremely healthy for a long time. Yep. Uh, I've made this point on several different people's podcasts and, and stuff, but it bears repeating. Um, what we've created with this system of MMOs that we've had for a long time, pretty much all of them, is a, is what I call what you're going to do on a nightly basis is a, is a foregone conclusion. Like, I know I'm going to log in tonight and I'm going to mine rocks for two hours or whatever like i, I it's that's just <laughs> what's gonna happen there's no well i'm gonna log in and i'm gonna go raid with my raid team or i'm gonna go do a bunch you know 25 instance pvp arenas or whatever but with ashes you might log in and you know a, an important caravan might be traveling through your territory and if it gets over to the next territory they're gonna level up and beat your node to leveling up and then now you're locked at your previous level so now your raid team doesn't have time to do that there's more important things to do or you're gonna go you want to go mine trees for two hours but if you keep getting ganked by people because there's a roving <laughs> gang of bandits out there like it's not the same thing it's new it's it's dynamic it's like you keep saying it's it's new it's something going on and what you're doing on a night-to-night basis is not a foregone conclusion and so it doesn't feel less it doesn't feel like a job it almost feels like a life like you're logging in to like lead this other life as opposed to oh well i need to make another thousand gold tonight so that i can afford you know whatever you right. already know you're going to do it you just need the hours put in and that's it right yeah it's yeah. not a it's not a routine it's an adventure mm-hmm. it's an adventure yes every night like if they do it right every single night or every single session of ashes of creation will feel like a D group with yes. your oh like God. a D session with your with your friends if it's there, done and right. that's that's always yeah. what i've wanted because when steven even talked about how this was built off of his pathfinder campaign mm-hmm. where i was like mm-hmm. dude one of the things i've always wanted from mmos was to have that i want it to be dnd online without actually being dnd online um i like i want <laughs> to sit down and feel like i'm playing a role-playing game with tons of other people where we don't know what's going to happen we don't know what adventures around the corner you're saying like you could log in there could be a dragon attacking your node that day, or like I said, it could be a caravan that's going down. We're like, oh shit, guys! If we don't go stop that, that's got enough material to lock out the other stuff. Like you're just always going to have something new to do, as opposed to the current. At least for when we quit WoW for the second time, it was okay. We're going to log in. We're going to raid. Let's log out. All right. What day yep. is it? All right. Let's log in. Let's do raids. Let's log out. Do you want to do Mythic Plus? No, those are fucking tedious. So boring. So boring. <laughs> Think about this. My brain raid can't logging, handle it. <laughs> raid logging won't exist in Ashes of Creation. I, I, I am, I am yes, here for it. Thank you. So <laughs> that, like, that sentence alone gets me excited for Ashes of Creation. <laughs> raid logging won't exist. Mm-hmm. 
I want to log in and play with my animals and make them make babies. Nah. <laughs> that's literally Annie's. But I think that's really cool too, though. Is that your whole your whole end game is to make epic mounts? Like I I love the fact yes. that you could. That's one thing I really really love about Ashes is that there's going to be so many different systems that what your motivations are for playing might not be the same motivations for someone else. And not on that like macro level of are you a PVE or a PVP or you can either go do this or that. Where it's like no, do you want to just focus on being the greatest blacksmith on your server? Go do that. Do you want to just travel around the like nodes trying to bring caravans to places and make as much money as possible as a traveling merchant go do that do you want you to want go to own a tavern <laughs> yeah you want to own a tavern that's like dude it's so fucking cool that's like literally when when i started seeing like the way they wanted to design the game like this is the game i've been thinking about since i was like eight years old where mm -hmm. i i want <laughs> i want a game where yeah if you just want to rp a blacksmith you do that that's your thing and like I'm gonna do something different in this world where I'm just gonna be an adventurer. Where like the fact that so many people can focus on so many different avenues and get this like rewarding feeling from it, I, I think that's awesome. Because like in World of Warcraft, professions are just kind of tacked on there. It's it's there to do stuff. You can make some money off of it, but who really gives a shit? And then most of it comes down to: Are you gonna PvP or are you gonna PVE? Like, what is your end game? So the fact that like there's no true end game is is awesome i think that's something that really hurts mmos is having something that finalizes something like if you leave something open-ended where it's constantly changing and evolving you're not going to get that feeling of oh well i've seen all of it i've done all of it we're expect like you know world of warcraft building up to killing the lich king it's like after that like it's done like right. that that's when it ended we, we killed arthas we had nothing else to go off of from all the World Warcraft games beforehand because they weren't made side by side, which they probably should have. They would have hindsight's twenty twenty, but whatever, whatever. <laughs> Fucking blizzard, <laughs> so salty. Yeah. Feels bad because, like, as Zillin was saying, most of these MMOs, it's like it it's solved. You know, everything that you come into every night is just going to be, oh, tonight I need, I know that I need to do this, and your night for the next month is already built out exactly what you need to do in order to be the most optimal and when, i think that nodes help provide that dynamic feel to where the mmo won't just be solved every night that you log in it's solved before you even play when annie and i were running our guild in mr pandaria and warlords of draenor i literally had a calendar then i had it written in what time we were doing what what raids we were doing like i ran the guild like it was a goddamn job it was and we, there were times we raided eight hours a night like it's what we're doing tonight like i'm setting this time aside i'm looking at the calendar okay we've got this i got that like i i already knew exactly like you're saying it's all solved you can plan your whole week around it where i love like in ashes you might kind of be able to do that say like you know there's an incoming siege coming because someone you know, decided that they're going to go to war so you know you've got within the next 48 hours that this could be happening but there's going to be so many things that cause people talk about this part too where it's like, oh, well, it's going to stop people from zerging because they don't fucking know when it's going to happen. Like, it's just mm -hmm. going to happen. It's, if you're <laughs> online, go go run for it. But it's not like it's going to be you're near. Right. They, That's yeah. the other thing. The lack of fast travel has so oh, many God. implications <laughs> that people aren't even thinking about yet. They like. Right. It, it, there, there's 
there's a bunch that I'm thinking about because I've played games that had, you know, didn't have uh, fast travel, but there's a whole bunch that I, I'm not even thinking about yet. We, we can't predict how nodes and caravans and lack of fast travel and these other things like this are going to coalesce to make like this experience that none of us can predict accurately by any stretch. Well, yeah, because they, they even said, too, that the only places that are going to have like the fast travel that we would think of, like just teleporting or whatever is in scientific nodes. And that's only going to mm. be if other vassals have like the, the ability to teleport them if they put them in there. But you're not going from node to node. You're not going from one side of the, the continent to the other. Motherfucker, you're mm -hmm. sailing. You better get on that boat and you're going <laughs> to you're going across the ocean if you want to get over there. I think that's so yep. cool. Uh, I just, except for family summons. I guess that's true. There is. I, I'm I'm a little I, I feel like the family summons thing this is my prediction um when we get into the game and and the developers intrepid sees how unbelievably abused the family summon system is going to be they're going to scratch it that's say, that's what i uh, think is going to happen world of warcraft had mass summoning for the guild like i remember there was a there was a cap i think we got it during violence uh so i try to remember what was uh cataclysm towards middle of that i think where you, you they started adding levels to guilds and i think the top level was a mass summons so you would get your 40 man raid group and you just summon them all instantly. And it, I think that lasted all of like a year or like, <laughs> even they were like, nah, there's two, there's <laughs> other avenues. There's other ways to get over here. Thanks Arthas for the sub. Thanks. Arthas. 14 months. Damn. Catch we got some pretty Lord. cool people. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So we have kind of talked in this one a bit, which is the player uh, interaction and meaningful content. Um, so trying to re capture the essence of player interaction and those meaningful conflicts that you would get in classic MMOs. And I think we did touch on this a bit where a lot of the story itself is centered around a modern MMOs. A lot of the story is centered around you. And I feel like there are so many games now that are single player games in a multiplayer world. That's how they feel now. You don't need to rely on people um, and this was kind of a whole controversy during our last episode uh, with with uh, Nice Gaming and Stequeno talking about that change to the Grandmaster because they're they're down to where it's like they told us we need to interact and they're like man they're they're making it so we can change the categories we're like hold up hold up hold up guys I don't know if we need to be that granular but I do love the fact that even <laughs> the, the fans of Ashes are coming into this where it's like I want to have social gameplay again in an MMO. In the, mm -hmm. Right, yeah. You gotta always get your ERP in from Final Fantasy XIV. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh We're not gonna get brothels, and I keep asking. They keep telling me no. Sign me up. <laughs> give us a red, 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 red light district. Just one. Just give us just one. Hold. <laughs> oh no. Oh god. Um. So, oh, so I will. I'll. I'll pitch this over to you, um, Zillin, because you going all the way back to Ultima. And stuff like uh, you've so you've obviously been there basically at the start of when MMOs started. Um, like how how have you seen that progress over time? The the change of it being a very or, or were they super social? Like how how were games at the start? Like were people as social as we think they were, or or, or is that something that is? The, the social aspect of, of MMOs has been ripped out, violently ripped out of the genre. 
um, because of solo players. I actually, and I, this is something again that I've said several times on other podcasts. I have a video that's titled solo players didn't save the MMO. They're actively destroying it that I have not released. I, I keep, I keep writing, rewriting and rewriting the script because I, I don't, I don't want to release that, that video with that inflammatory of a title without it being an airtight script. Right. Um, so I haven't done it, but yes, they, they've been destroying the MMO for a long time. Um, so I'll tell you, this is one of my favorite little Ultima online stories. Uh, I, I logged into that game, and as, as I said earlier, there are no quests. They literally drop you into a city. You pick one of, like, 12 cities. They drop you into the city. There's no direction, no nothing. It's just go. And you start with, like, you know, 500 gold and, like, a starter sword and, a like, piece of, you know, like a, <laughs> a cloth armor or something. I can't remember, but... So I walk out, I walk around, I spend a little time. The Trinsic was the name of the city that I started in. And I walked around and explored it for maybe five minutes or whatever. And I was like, okay, cool. And I started to walk outside. As I walk outside, there's a dragon literally outside. And it's standing there not attacking anyone. So I'm like, oh, cool. It's like a pet dragon or something, whatever. That's pretty neat. The second I cross the cross the threshold that I'm no longer in the city, the dragon, boom, fireball destroys me and kills me. It was somebody else's pet. And they killed me and they took all my stuff. So now I have nothing. I have no money to buy anything. I have, they put you in like a death shroud. So you have like a a robe that you're wearing, but I have no armor, (laughs) no weapons, no nothing. I have nothing. And so I spent like an hour like exploring the city and like trying to figure out if there's some type of like, get your stuff back mechanic or something, you know, but there's not. And so eventually I, I go check the, the entrance and that guy's gone and the dragon's not there. So I go outside and I start looking around and on in, in Ultima online, this is something that we're going to get to really experience for the first time. Well, I guess star Wars galaxies had this, um, but at least in star Wars galaxies and really not since Ultima online, the player housing is on the map that you play on. Kind of like, yes. Free okay. And so people have merchants at their houses and so i'm walking around just looking at the different houses and checking them out and i walk up to one house and as soon as i walk up to the house to to interact with the merchant somebody comes outside like what are you doing here i'm like what are you talking about (laughs) they started getting mad at me and i explained what happened and they were like oh okay and i guess they'd had like some thieves in the area that were stealing stuff from them i don't i don't know how that worked but um so they invited me in and they like gave me armor and weapons started teaching me about the game and took me out and like helped me kill some stuff and whatever like we became friends and then that led to more friends and more friends and i had this icq i I explained this one of my last videos icq is like an early progenitor for like msn messenger or yahoo messenger aol messenger but you had a number you didn't have a name you had a big like an eight string number that you that you had to memorize (laughs) And I had a gigantic uh, ICQ list with play, you know, hundreds and hundreds of players that I was friends with, and that continued with Dark Age of Camelot. Uh, the the Imogenus who I think chatted earlier, I'm sure he's here. Um, I met him playing uh, Dark Age of Camelot uh, over 20 years ago. He was one of the he was in my wedding. He's lived with me for a little while. We've been friends for a long, long, sure. long time, and we'll be friends forever. Um, lots I had, you know, I've made lots of friends in those older games, but. And even when when World of Warcraft came out and it kind of like it kind of made MMOs into a single player because of the story aspect, the the quest aspect, you go from hub to hub to hub. Um, even back then, though, they had stuff you had to group for yeah. even quests, not, not just yeah, raids yeah, yeah. And, and dungeons. There were quests that you had to group for. So yeah, you like, like, had to, like five or whatever. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And you, you had to get get people together. You had to talk to people. You had to get to know one another. Um you know, there was a, a grouping or, or a social aspect to it and you made friends and I ha- had lots of friends. And then it wasn't until 
I got really hardcore into the raiding scene specifically in MMOs in 2013 and 2014 that I discovered another social aspect of the MMO. So from like 20, 2004 to 2014, th there was not really a social aspect, very little, you know? Um, and then if you get into like real specific niches, there is some, but if, yeah, but yeah, if you yeah. don't, there's not. And most people don't, you know, the statistics on that are like less than 3% of people raid and right, less than 5% right, right. of people go to instance PVP and stuff like that. Um, so you, you just like sucked out the social aspect of, of the game with things like group finder group finder is a God awful idea for MMOs. Yes. Um, it's just, it's just awful. Um, mob tagging where, where, uh, you know, there's a quest mob and all you got to do is hit them one time and then you get Dude, credit yeah. and they get credit. Um, you, you, so nine people all sit around in an area in a dungeon at the bottom of a dungeon waiting on a mob to spawn. Nobody says one fucking word to each other. They all just sit there. As soon as the mob spawns, everybody gets a hit. Nobody cares if somebody was AFK one second and they, they just needed you to delay killing the mob for three seconds, please. They don't care. They kill the mob. They move off. You're a single serving friend. You've never... You, they'll never think about you again. They don't care one bit. Like it, <laughs> the social aspect is gone. And right. with extra creation, that is not going to be the case. You, you if you don't, I'm look at me, look at my eyeballs. If you don't got <laughs> friends, you need to go make some friends because you're going to have to have them in extra creation. I think that's, that's I'll be one everyone's friend. <laughs> <laughs> one of the things I'm so excited for because I remember hanging out in Orgamar in Warcraft when it first came out and like trying to get a group together where I'm, you know, I'm, I'm sitting around like, Hey, I want to go do this dungeon, you know, looking, looking for heals, looking for whatever. And you'd spend a while like in there. And then because there was such a time investment to try to find people, people didn't just leave. So there's like this yep. whole meta now with world of Warcraft where Annie, I, we don't really, we didn't keep up with our guild, you know, cause life things. And, uh, yeah, the game sucked. No one played it. So a lot of people that we did it's kind of, with were gone. It's kind of like meeting somebody organically versus online dating. Yes. <laughs> and Tinder. Yes. Breach. So then we would do swipe, do these swipe, swipe. hug groups. We you know, everything would be all set. It's a fresh raid. You going down like the first or second boss, all of a sudden just you see everyone leave. And it's like, all right, yep. well, I already, already had this boss. Or I have, I have the next one. It's like, what the fuck? I'm like, it's a clean, what do you do? Like, get the fuck back over here. We're not done. And, like, it was so annoying. You pull in some more people, go to the next one. You just lost half again because I'm like, my God, can you people just fucking ride it out? Like, I'm like, this is so infuriating. It, I There are so many nights I was just getting so fucking pissed off where I'm like, what is this? Why is this happening? Because it, wouldn't, it wasn't like that when I first started raiding and doing things. Like, if you were going, it, if you're raid locked to something, you just didn't go or like that's another thing that's fucking annoying too is that people can get whatever but i'll, I'll try to stay on track <laughs> but like even if people were raid locked to certain bosses they'd still come to help where i'm like and now just people just fucking book it where i'm like this is so toxic like it was just so infuriating where i'm like i don't mm -hmm. i'm done i'm done fucking trying to put raids together i'm done i'm like i i i remember i told Andy, i'm like i can't fucking do this anymore like this is getting so aggravating I was, that's why i started just doing pvp for a while i was like I am just logging on a while to play PVP because this is so I'm I'm done. And like I've never You're been like people. I've never rage quit like trying to get groups to get there's a first time where I'm ever like this just feels disgusting. I hate doing this. 
where I'm like, there's been times where as a raid leader, I've been pissed at someone and then I'm like, you're gone. But I'm like, I just I, feeling the whole like group abandon you. I'm like, dude, this goes completely against what MMOs were originally designed to be. Like, what is happening? If you ever want to see, if you ever want to see real Jamie come out, see him in a WoW raid, especially if it's LFR or dude, a pug group. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I try to be yep. a bit nicer in LFR because I know that they're trying to learn the group, the thing, but man. We're if you're if we're four weeks into doing the same fucking raid and you keep dying as the same shit, I will start getting kind of pissed. Same. <laughs> I stop I've being had, super I, altruistic. Yeah, I've I've had to learn to tone tone down the uh, <laughs> uh like yeah, yeah. I've I've, I've I tried, been so, jerking some, some I try, before. I try so like I I normally I mean it's always good because Annie normally does is normally off tank, so she'll she'll just tank it with me. So I don't have to deal with trying to talk to another tank. We're in this, we'd be in the same room talking to each other, doing the thing. But it, and like, if I'm not the off tank though, that's when I start getting pissed. But like, well, but it's she'll a see whole thing. Just like turn the mic off. She's still like, just calm down, calm down. If they wipe again, we'll kick them, but just let it go for right now. Maybe it was an accident where I'm like, I just I fucking want to destroy this fucking person right now. I remember there's this one shaman when we were doing. Taros, is that what his name was? I don't remember the name of the boss in one of those Dragonflight things. I oh. watched that motherfucker so many goddamn times, standing in the same spot, and I was like, "Hey, watch this. Next time he dies, I'm kicking him right before he can roll for loot." And I timed it. I was like, "Kick!" And I was like, "I thought He's it was gonna... the spike." He kept he kept yeah, running just, away you know, kept with the running spike away. Oh and planting I'm not talk about somewhere way off. far away and dying. But I timed <laughs> it where I'm like, "I know you're gonna get kicked out right as the timer goes down if I kick you now." And I just waited, and I'm like, you're not getting a little piece of shit. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> All right, I'm going to breathe, breathe a bit. That, that's still aggravating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So much. Settle down. Settle down. Settle, yeah. settle. Oh, put on the happy face. Where's just that? a game, Jamie. <laughs> bring my toxic positivity back. <laughs> oh, it, that's, it, man, I definitely, that's, that's when you really start seeing it come out was when I raid. It's like, man, he's not smiling as much as he normally is. <laughs> but otherwise we're the toxic positivity podcast we try to try to be with positive spin <laughs> um so one of the things i guess that this kind of plays along with is meaningful content and i think we could actually probably piggy piggyback this because i'm gonna where are we with time we probably skip over some of this um so i can kind of put meaningful conflict in with risk versus reward but uh I think one of the problems with current MMOs is that there isn't meaningful content. There's things, there's loot pinatas. There's things you can do to get stuff that makes your character progress. But overall, there's nothing really meaningful, which that, that thing where, you know, you were saying that you'll hang out at the bottom of the dungeon. Things are spying. You don't care if this guy's AFK. It's whatever. Everyone tagged it. Everything got their thing. And I think part of it too, is that not only is this content not meaningful, it's not difficult. It's not challenging. So it's like it, it, literally in WoW now, you just have world bosses that have very minimal kicks. You don't have to know what you're doing. Everyone zergs it. And it's just to get a piece of loot is literally a loot pinata. That is, you were just hitting it. All right. I mean, I don't think, I don't think something can be meaningful if it's on a timer either. Yeah. If you can tell when the spawn timer, it's one thing if it's randomized and maybe, I mean, maybe it's on a timer, but it's like a really you know, either player um, initiated timer or something like that. But 
Um, yeah, if it's just going to be some boss, like a world boss that spawns at the same time every day or has a counter letting you know when it's coming or something, that's not meaningful. Well, yeah, Especially I mean, if it doesn't change anything after it dies. You think today's MMO players are going to wait around to get a time loss proto drag? I don't think they are. <laughs> have my they will in ashes. <laughs> yes, they will. You still never got that, did you? I know I never got it. Yes, I know. I even had like but, a fucking but script. It will to press be. A key it will be in the trade. Oh my oh, god! Dude. Shut up. Oh my god! That <laughs> is the day World, World of Warcraft officially dies for me. Is proto? If the oh my god, can't even say it right now. Time the time loss proto Drake ever ends up in this as a store mount. I'm, I'm just, <laughs> I'm gonna burn my garage. All right. I'm uh, no. I'm not gonna do that. It's too important to me. But I swear to God. Oh my god, dude! I'd be so pissed. Oh. That would be gross. Don't put those thoughts in my head. <laughs> It'll happen. I killed, what is the other That's... one, Varagosa? I can't remember what the other one that flies around. I've killed her so many fucking times. I never got the proto the time loss. It's such an ugly mount, too. I don't know why I was trying to get it. Just because it's rare? Prestige. Yeah, because of how rare prestige. it was. It was just rare. to be like, just so I could sit on it and be like, look at this, fuckers. I wasted so much time. Did we ever wow. tell you guys that Jamie set up that rare timer alarm thing that if there was a rare within a certain proximity to your character it would like sound an alarm and I jamie had... would like literally in the middle of the night he'd have his laptop up and that stupid thing would go off in the middle of the night and it was just for the other one it wasn't for time loss but like it would like wake had, me up <laughs> i had a like... script that would press <laughs> w and s and all night just go back and forth back and forth and i had an add-on that would scan for rares and I had it set up to a speaker that was very loud to make sure I woke up. So every time I woke up and it was not time loss, but the and, other rare and spawn. startled me to death. I did that uh, for like no, two you years. You the computer waking me up with sounds all night long. Me and you were fist fighting. That's I did, all there is to that. I literally <laughs> did that for like a right. year straight. I was, uh, yeah, Virago Yeah, I thought it was, uh, it's Viragosa, right? Dude, I healed her so many fucking times. That's funny. Uh, yeah, because that's the only one that went off. You never actually got the time yeah, lost. Yeah, after one. <laughs> a while, I was like, you know what? This doesn't exist. I'm I'm done. <laughs> that's funny. So so Thank on this God. content of of uh, <laughs> impactful con content or meaningful content, um, something I've been saying for a long time is that instance rating and instance PvP, and even to a lesser degree, the whole like castle siege castle swap system that you have in like guild wars 2 and eso and those types of the, all, those types of games it's all fake in-game content it's all i i think narc called them corporate chore simulators <laughs> like all these daily quests and instance raids yeah, and all yeah. that stuff um it, it it's it it's not real it's it's something that that they did as a cheap alternative to actually sitting down and coming up with a suite of systems to make the world dynamic to make things happen so that so that the the player can create their own content or the game can create content for the player which nodes it kind of does both of those things um they they've just came up with this kind of cheap way of doing it and then have never iterated on it. It's exactly the same. It's it, nothing has changed about it at all. The only thing that's changed is they've had to make it harder and harder and harder because they let in right. uh, uh, boss mod, daily boss mods and, and the different add-ons. So as they, as they got more tools to do it, they had to keep making it harder. That's really the only change they've had to it. And so like one of the things I, I say is Ashley creation is not going to have rating and not in the way that we think of rating. 
Yeah, you're that's not, you're right. not gonna you're not gonna log in with your bot with your raid team on Tuesday nights to go raid because the the boss might not be there. Like so raiding is gonna happen spontaneously. That's something I really can't wait to see. Is like okay, like obviously I know we're not gonna have raids in the traditional sense, and I want to see what does raiding look like in Ashes of Creation because they did talk about how they're gonna have like that scaling difficulty within dungeons and mm -hmm. stuff. The instanced ones, yeah. Well, I, I don't know, though, because they, they've they said they haven't said that specifically only for instance. So they've How said not be? that's that's where I'm confused as fuck, because I asked them this question before and they answered it and they didn't answer it. So they answered it without <laughs> answering what I asked. I mean, that's the question I'm, I've ever asked them. They did that <laughs> right? where I'm like, OK, but what I want to know is if you're telling me that bosses scale based off of difficulty in dungeons, and I'm thinking of this from an open world perspective because that's how I've been led to believe that this will be. Is it because and you're telling me that as my group's progressing, but how's my group progressing if it's open world and everyone can be in there? I'm so fucking confused and I can't paint a picture in my head of what this looks like. And that's, I think that's been like the number one stream I want to see is show me what a raid with the PVP with it looks like. That's what I want. <laughs> It's like yes. a lot of people ask me to <laughs> what, what do I expect to see or what would I want to see from certain certain streams? And I think for me, it's Tolnar and Carefence. Thank you so much, Chief, for, uh, for gifting the sub. But yeah, like I, I'm at this point where I'm OK. So I've been told we're, we're only going to have maybe up to like 10 percent instance content, which I'm like, mm -hmm. OK, I can I can understand how instance could work. But how how does this system work when it's tied into an open world where there's a ton of different people going and does that mean that like once my group gets into a certain door like do you have to attune to the door is there like a key to get in now we're locked in here or is like other people coming up behind us and gonna gank this boss and then it, it's just based off of how fast that boss died depends on how strong the next one is where they've talked about this system and it's one that's been driving me nuts for years because i can't get an answer of how this fucking works that's gotta be instanced that's but that, it's, I, that can't work but i don't think Otherwise. it's instant i they've because the way that they've talked about it yeah. and framed it was it was for the open world stuff too it's yeah like, so i'm like sounds I, confusing it is confusing yeah. as fuck i want to know because that's like the one thing i love doing is dungeon and raid content like that's what that's like one of my favorite things to do in mmos yep. like there's nothing screams to me dungeons and dragons like diving in like delving into a dungeon like that's the thing i yep. want to do um, Steven used to talk about adaptive AI open world bosses. Press, um, but press X to doubt. Okay, I sorry, I, I've, the last part messed me up. But yeah, it, it was adaptive AI. So that was the thing that, as you're going through with open world bosses, it would have adaptive AI of depending. That was the one thing they brought up though too. Depending on how many people are there, it might it might have more uh, environmental effects. You might have more AOEs. So it's some Zerg mechanics or anti-Zerg mechanics. He doesn't talk about it the same way anymore. That's that's the thing I want to know. How is this gonna work? Someone explain that to me. And last time I asked it, thinks, I was just gonna say, part of me thinks that Intrepid just doesn't have the answer. Like they don't know exactly how that's gonna work. I don't they think they've not. implemented it. I just I just want to like, know what it look like. I think it was last month's stream, or maybe the month before. I want to see it was this November stream. They actually pulled up Rive's question that was actually asking about the adaptive stuff, and then. Uh, Steven goes, oh, we didn't want to do this one. And then they moved on to a different question. <laughs> Did they oh, not yeah, miss that? 
Yeah, oh, it's. Man. I think. I think Rive actually put it at the end of his most recent video. But uh, yeah, they, he actually asked about it, like, how's it going to work if Group A is doing this boss this fast and Group B rolls in behind them and does the first boss, you know, I'm slower, not the only one. How's it going to work on the adaptive combat? And like. Yeah, they, they, Stephen literally was like, yeah, we didn't want to do this one. And then they just pulled another YouTube comment. <laughs> so I wonder if that's going to change. Like, I mean, I'd be fine with that changing if that's not how it's going to go. But just like someone paint me a picture of what the raids look like. That's all I want to see is or, or like it, we don't every dungeon can be a raid, right? For all I care, it fucking could be a multi-corridor dungeon that takes days to get through. I really don't care. I just want to see that stuff. I need I need more explanation on that because that's how I want to spend most. What 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 we think of as rating is just not going to exist, and that's it's really hard to wrap your head around if you haven't done some of this other style of rating. But you got to keep in mind that the dungeon that that really is tuned for you know eight players or whatever, people are going to roll in there with forty people right. and just raffle stomp everything all the way through. So like it's not. It's not raiding like we think about. It's not dungeoning like we think about. Nobody, almost nobody, is going to go into those with the design, the the number of people that it's designed to have. You're going to have more, not only because you want to get through it quicker, but also you want to have a big group in case another big group comes in to wipe you right. out of there. Oh, it, right. yeah, it's it just doesn't gonna, it, it doesn't work like we like we've been experiencing for 20 years, and so it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna be a, a learning process for almost everyone. Well, that see that was yeah, something. It that almost we... feels like you're probably gonna set up an ambush. Like you're gonna bring a big, large party. You're gonna clear that first boss, and then you're probably gonna set up an ambush with a second group right behind yours that's just prepared for that next group to roll in. See, that's what I've been thinking of. Okay, does is now is your forty man raid group composition twenty people who are gonna focus on doing the PVE side? Well, you've got twenty raiders with like uh, PVPers who are gonna be ready to like break it off that way. Like I just I'm trying to I would just want to know what my raid composition looks like. I guess so. Like that's been driving the me nuts. Meta. Yeah, like what's my raid meta look like? Or like, do I? Because I obviously you're gonna want people who are dedicated. And I'm thinking back to like an alpha one when, in the sieges where you would have people go and fight the dragons to get the, that world buff off of them. So you'd have people where you're like, okay, you guys are gonna focus on killing the dragon. We need like 12 other guys over here. Anyone comes in, I need you to jump on them. Like if that's what raiding is, I'm still cool with that. I just want to see it. I guess that's all I'm saying. Steven, please just show me, show me more. Show me a raid. Just what's it look like? I just want to know. I, I so badly wanted an alpha too. Yeah. Yeah. When I first started making videos for this game and really started paying attention to the, to the development and stuff, I so badly wanted to see raid stuff because I was so steeped in raiding. Like that's all yeah, I had yep. been doing for the, basically the last decade. And somewhere along the line, I realized, holy crap, it's not going to be what we ha are used to, what we're expecting. And so you're like, what's my raid composition going to look like? And I'm sitting there going, your raid composition is going to be as many people as you can possibly <laughs> get to follow you in there. That's your raid composition. It's yeah. as simple as that. I mean, I and I would be fine with that too, because I mean, you look at some of like older MMOs where you had a 40 man raid, like you, where you're capping out at, and you're not, probably not even thinking too, too much of like, okay, do we have enough people to heal? Great. Got enough people to hold aggro? Great. Let's go. Where you're not like, okay, wait, hold on. Are you a Drakthir Evoker? Oh, no, you got to sit aside. What type, what's your spec when it comes to Rogue? No, hold on. You sit aside. We can't bring you. Uh, Warlock, we need at least one of the... Like, you're not like... You know, I don't think we're going to have that type of micromanaging where it's like... Especially with the augment system. And then you're going to be able to augment things through religion and all these other things where it's like... 
what's your spec well i've got 12 of this and what yeah just come on let's go yes yeah you're not you're not going to be asking people what their spec is in this game because that's going to be a 25 minute conversation right where it's like well i actually went through this quest line which gave me a unique augment for my dad you just should shut up let's just go and so she she just said wait she just said wait wait so you're telling me you're going to have to worry about 40 plus people not standing and stupid and that is the other side of this that i haven't really talked about this really tightly tuned stuff where where you just barely have enough dps to beat Dude. the enrage enrage mechanics of all that's out like I'm it's so very amorphous just oh. yeah Dude, that was it's one very thing. amorphous you just go in and kill so that's one thing I, i've talked about when it when it comes to ashes where i'm excited for and it, it comes off wrong but it's it's i'm excited for easy mechanics and i i think it's harder to that we're like what do you mean easy i mean that i don't have to have a negative charge and find someone with a positive charge make sure that we stand underneath the moon symbol while the other ones go stand underneath the star symbol make sure that we make an equilateral triangle with the x because if we don't we're gonna <laughs> wait raid wipe and if at least one of the dps dies everyone just jump off the cliff because we're gonna have to wipe and redo it again that stuff is infuriating what i want is oh shit guys this is where we hit space to jump all right, cool. Keep going. All right, there's some puddles forming. Move out of the way. Good. All right. Oh, there's some ads. Someone pick up that. That's the whole thing. That's fun. That's like stuff where you're like, okay, guys, we did it. It might have got a little hairy. Half your group stands and shit. And you're like, oh my God, guys, please get better. But like you still could finish the content in some of these older raids. Whereas like now you lose one, one DPS, you're done. And it's like, it, it's, that's not fun. It's just, it's so frustrating where it's like, I should be able to at least bring one person who's mildly competent. Maybe he chewed paint chips when he was younger and he still doesn't really get that the, you know, the, the red square is bad and you shouldn't stand it, but you bring him anyway. Cause you're like, whatever, come on. That's help you right here, man. Why are you just saying that? He wasn't going to get it. Uh, <laughs> Ruth, but like you could bring, you could at least bring one or two of those people with you, and they'd have a good time. Everyone after would like be like, Did "You see how many fucking times he died." But like it, it was fine, <laughs> but like now, like yeah, with, with everything so tightly tuned in modern MMOs, it is pain. Like it just sucks. It it you just get mad at people for like simple mistakes, and that's not yes. good. That creates a toxic yes. environment where you're like. And I try to be okay with those people where it's like, I get it. You're learning this. I don't mind doing like learning groups. Like I'll, I'll bring those on, but like, yeah, if, it, if you're going to keep dying to that and I keep telling you, we have to make sure we finish this with all the DPS because we're not going to hit the rage. We're going to hit the rage timer. We're just done where it's like, that's infuriating. That's it. That's what makes me hate modern rating. And wow. I just, I can't. Let, let me throw something at you, Jamie. Because I've had, this is an idea that I've had recently. This is this is getting into the uh, major scope creep uh, category. So let's do uh, it for, for for future. Okay, this is for future. We're not doing this yeah, alone. Future expansion. Okay, so when your node or a node reaches level six, one of the things it gets is a gigantic coliseum or arena. Okay, and in that coliseum, there are extremely tightly tuned raids, like you just described for the people who want to do them, who are into that. And people can sit around the arena and watch. I am so and for this. Teams that succeed, it benefits the node in Dude, some I kind of so way. I am so for this. <laughs> Holy shit. That's what I want to see. Yes. I want to have the you tightly must... tuned reins, but I don't want the best gear to be attached to it. Okay, see, that would be awesome. Yeah, because, well, yeah, because now you're taking this to, like, let it be a spectator sport. 
or you can yes. take these high level people who want because like i don't mind doing it when i'm with people that are at that same level where it, in yeah. understanding but like when it's the regular stuff in the world like whatever but yeah if we're doing that super high level high focus yeah make it gamey we're we're in like a coliseum dude that's the ashes take some notes okay first expansion we want we <laughs> want coliseum gladiatorial battles like actually in that man that'd be so sick and that i yeah. can breed i can breed animals for it too yes oh, uh, then, yes that. yeah yeah that's a you whole other concept. You would yeah. have breeders trying to breed animals with the right combination of stats so that they can take out entire groups of, of, of players. That's fucking awesome. Exactly. <laughs> we, we literally just had this conversation the other day in Discord because we have one of our community members talking about how he, he thinks it'd be cool if you could take animal husbandry, but like do it for like basically a monster factory and just kind of let them out in the world. So you've got like these wandering mobs. Mio, I think it would get too convoluted. I'm going to be honest. The way that you described it seems like it, that's an entire different game by itself. But I like some of the ideas there. Monster bells. Yeah, things like that. But like, yeah, if you could breed monstrosities to like be like, this is what you're fighting in the Coliseum. Man, we're giving Ashes a lot of free ideas for yeah. like five years down the road of like, oh, yeah, yeah, you guys want a Coliseum release? Here you go. But let's be clear. We want the game. We don't want this at launch. No, yeah, no, we want the game, game first. Right. Game first. We want the game. Ashes first. <laughs> yes. Don't go add do do that for an expansion. At least give yeah. me Tolnar. That's that's gotta show up though. Man, we saw yeah, the toe. exactly. We saw the models like over was it two years ago now? No, a year ago. When did we Probably it's been a over a year. It's been over a year since we saw their heads. Yep. I just wanna see the rest of them. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> see economy i don't really it's like uh, you guys want to talk about economy or we're gonna skip economy i feel like a, a, every every economy topic ends with well we're gonna have to see enough too yeah that's kind of how i <laughs> yeah. feel where i'm like dude i don't i'm not good with in-game economies anyway so i'm stuck yeah. at making money in games so i really well, don't it requires like money. a static number numerical information that we just don't have so it's like right yeah, yeah no, exactly until, yeah until not knowing like well, that was the thing too. Is we saw that um, that a commodity, a pack of commodities, bring on caravan nets you eight eight gold, and it's like, is that a lot or is that not a lot? I have no idea how much eight is gold it a placeholder? is. Placeholder, right, right? I see yeah, Steven's got a thousand gold on him. Is that like a lot? I was like, so you that there was like everyone's like, oh, you only get eight gold. I don't know what eight gold is. That could be a lot of money. I have no idea. So I would definitely, I would definitely put that on that. Oh, I guess this does get us towards the, I just realized that was like the last segment. Um, all right. Do you guys have any other topics within ashes that, um, I think of how I want to word this. Just get you like super excited. Like some of the things where you feel like the, that maybe we didn't touch on that current MMOs just don't offer that you're like, maybe it's a system that well obviously we talk about nodes so that's one that's not there um but like may maybe a system that we really don't know too much about that you're kind of excited for i can tell you one thing that that i don't know about how excited i am for it but i think it's really cool and i definitely think that this is a good thing for like maybe your more casual player 
and because I have I have a friend who's like a super casual MMO player, and he's kind of like, "What's why? Why would I play this game? Like, what what role? What good can I possibly serve in my hour and a half a night that I have to play?" You know, <laughs> um, the 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 tavern, the owning a tavern thing, is is a really cool concept. And Stephen talked, uh, it's God, it's been like two years ago now, about how you'll be able to have tavern games. Yes that are in your tavern that pe- players will be able to play if you have it available, like chess and checkers and, and who knows what other games they might come out with. But more specifically, he talked about there would be rare games that you'd have to find out in the world and right. bring back. So you might be the only tavern that has some, you know, magic, the gathering style game <laughs> in your, in your cavern, in your tavern, because you went out and found there, you got the lucky drop or you bought it or whatever. So That'd I think sick. that's really, really cool. and gives casual players something to do. Yeah, no, I think that's really cool too. And I think like, I think this one thing, I think feel like casual players kind of get scared away from Ashes, uh, probably a lot from how people do talk about because the, the, those of us who are very vocal about it want something hardcore. Like that's what mm-hmm. we've been dying for. We want this yes. game to fill up this this gap that's been like missing for a long time. Like we want this to be like our social area. We want this to be our forever game. Like at least uh, talking from my experience like this mm-hmm. is the thing i want to come home and it's like okay all the kids are done everyone else is good great i'm gonna go do this for like six hours now i'm gonna lose sleep <laughs> over this game and i'm gonna feel good about it in the morning but like but yeah I, I think casuals will still find a home in ashes i i think obviously their progression will be slower but i, I feel like they're still gonna find things to do like even if you're just running around the city and stuff and like talking to people like i feel like that too like you might you might just log on to be social you might like mm-hmm. that was one of the cool things too that i know like a lot of instant messengers and kind of things kind of took over but i still think there's something appealing about going to a virtual space having your physical avatar and like kind of just hanging out and and talking with people and right. like just seeing like and, and then that might inspire you to like you know what this weekend fuck it i'm taking i'm you know or you know what friday i'm taking a vacation day i'm gonna i'm gonna stay home i'm gonna play this game for 16 hours i'm gonna get some shit done. like it might right. make you it might inspire you to be a bit of a degenerate right you know the everything that they showed off in the crafting stream what to me was good for casuals and good for social play yes like the ability for the ability for multiple people to hit one crafting node like they yeah. had three people crafting hitting a tree at the same yes. time oh yeah, yeah yeah uh so usually when you're running around in world of warcraft and your buddy stops to hit some rocks what do you do you stand there with your dick in your hand. Like, yeah, you, you yeah, got nothing yeah. to do. <laughs> Bored out of your mind. You're like, oh, yeah, shit, you so, already hit that. No, I can't get it now. Yeah, yeah. So now, yes. And, and so now you can do it together. Or or if the two of you want to go out and get get a bunch of iron ore so that you can come back and pump up one of your blacksmithing, you've got to separate because going together is a bad idea. It's, it, you know, you want to separate and go. go. Now you go together. One of you is a surveyor. You're doing all the surveying thing. And you're, you're you know, because you, the surveying essentially just generates nodes on the map is kind of what surveying does. And so you're getting the the, the the nodes and you're chopping them together and you're getting better stats from doing that and all that and you bring it back and then you're on the node and it's you have to like line up or queue up to uh to get your your stuff processed by the processor and so you're sitting on the node for well for the level one stuff it looked like a minute per per craft but on the higher level it may be like three or four minutes per craft so now you're like 15 minutes you're hanging out in the node you're running around there's people talking there's other people running around doing their processing you're 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 everything is hyper regionalized because of a lack of fast travel so you're seeing the same names that you've seen a thousand times right, right, you get right. to know people you might actually make a fucking friend <laughs> you haven't done <laughs> yeah. that in 20 years in it <laughs> well and the thing is too like if because raids aren't going to be hyper tuned to like this like the top three percent of players doing it where you it's like hey yep. 
my friend's jumping on tonight. He only has a couple hours. He's going to come hang out with us. Like you yep. you could fucking drag people along in like, Hey man, let's go do this tonight. I know you don't got a lot of time. And like you, I used to do that back like in early world of Warcraft where I'm like, that's fine. You've never raided before. Whatever. Just fucking yeah, just, join yeah. us. You're fine. Just, just come on. Yeah. And it's like, maybe you'll like it. Maybe you'll end up get, you know, catching the bug for it or not. But like you used to be able to do that. And like now I'm like, dude, even in pug groups, I'm like, no fucking way. Do you, do you know what raiding is? Have you at right. least now you're like, do you have deadly, deadly boss mods? Go download curse. You're going to yeah, need a dude, DPS meter too. Like it's, it's a 45 minute application to go on a fucking pug raid. Dude, I, well, I went back into Dragonflight. So after we'd been gone for a while, I'm like, I'm not getting a DPS meter. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to be that guy. I'm, I'm going to get in there. And I'm like, something feels off. Something feels real off. I'm like, okay, fuck it. I download it. I install. Sure enough. I, I'm looking at three people where I'm like, I tried. I tried so hard for you guys. I tried, and I, you just you failed me. Okay, I just could tell your DPS was trash. Something was wrong. I figured it out. You guys are gone. Yeah, I'm like, man, yep, he gets. Oh. I like. I like one of the videos I want to make, and it might be the next one because I'm actually kind of inspired by the idea. Is a, a video of like explaining the roles that casual players will be able to play in Ashes of Creation because I, there's so many people that are like, "What am I going to do as a casual?" And I'm like, "Well." There's stuff. It's I think, not, yeah. it's, you're not going to own a castle. <laughs> you yeah. Know, you're not even yeah. the mayor of the node. I think that's yeah, the thing. I think, I think there needs to be some reasonable expectations of like, you're not going to hit, like no one's going to hand you the, the mayor title. Like you're going to have to work for that. You're going to have to do things. So like, I, I think that, uh, that concept's obviously going to need to sink in. That like, you're not going to have the best stuff, but you can right. still have fun. And like, I, I feel like, I'd like to. I'd like. To, I'd like to see a video like that. Of like, what does Ashes provide to the casual player? Because I'm sure there are people who are following it that know that you know they're in their later 30s and stuff. They don't have as much time as much as they would like this hardcore thing and be able to sit back into it and do it realistically. Or like, I'm that dude who Narc talks about. I only have two hours a day, like a night, if that, to play it. And it's like it'd be right. cool. But even then, like. I think sometimes people consider themselves casual and it turns out you're a lot more hardcore than you actually think you are. Cause I, mm-hmm. I think people are, will tend I know to fall some people like that. Yeah. Where they fall more into like a semi hardcore. Cause that's where I kind of was for a long time until like, I really started looking at things. I'm like, okay, okay. Not everyone is playing this game that much. Oh, all right. Well, I always said semi hardcore, but I guess, but like, cause when I think of a casual, like I guess my definition is a little different. Cause I think of like someone who has no idea how this game works. They just kind of jump in. They kind of like flop around for a bit. Didn't really do anything or accomplish anything, but they're like, I like running around. Whereas <laughs> then other people have, it's a time thing, right? Where it's like, right. well, this guy only plays at an hour a day. Where it's like, that dude could be really fucking efficient with that hour. Like there, he might have mm-hmm. a, a, a path that he's taking where he's really going hardcore into something. So I think it also def- depends on pe- how people define things. I, I think I think a lot of it comes down to mindset too. And like, are you dialed in and focused? Because there's times where I'm playing for like hours on end playing a game where I'm like, I just I just spun in a circle for 20 minutes. I didn't do anything. <laughs> or like realizing I, I'm, that- actually, I'm actually famous amongst my uh, my friends for uh, in Swotor running around the fleet just jumping. <laughs> like like if this game had a jump counter, you'd be so embarrassed. <laughs> Dude, that's what I do. Like when I'm. When I'm bored waiting, I'm just jump, jumping back and forth, jump yeah, back and forth. Yeah. Or dude, there are times where, brain. yes, <laughs> there are times yeah, where I can't yeah. really figure out what to do. So like, 
I literally have logged in before just to see what's the highest point I can just jump off of. Like, what right. is the? Yeah. There's people showed uh, we had that trailer for Grand Theft Auto Six come out. I'm like, the first thing I'm gonna do in that game is get a plane, go up as high as I can, and just fall to my death. Like, I know at some right. point I'm just doing this for no reason because I want to. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And Ashes needs to have a lot of stuff like that that you can do. Yes. Just oh just go, just, just play for the sake of play instead of having a specific mission or goal that you're, you know, that you've set upon, you're arbitrarily set upon yourself. Right. Oh, uh, see, that's that's actually one thing I would like to have is, as <laughs> crazy as it is, feeling like I have downtime in a game. And that seems so dumb to say, but when you think of like World of Warcraft where everything is, I got to get my dailies done. I got to do this. I got to do this. If I don't do this, I'm falling behind. Like, it would be nice to go into ashes and be like, I don't know what I'm doing today. I'm just going to go explore. <laughs> like in, in Ultima Online, you used to like literally go to your neighbor's house. Like you, <laughs> you would have a house on the node next to somebody, or not on the node, but on the map, but next to somebody. And you'd just leave your house, go into their house. And y'all would sit there and shoot the shit. Yeah. Just hang out and talk. Like that's all you just had hung out. And I now, think I was playing 18 hours a day, so you know there was time to kill, but still. <laughs> right. I, I, I don't know hey, if dude. we do a good enough job highlighting some of that stuff that you know, with it being social, there's gonna be times where yeah, you might just realize like, oh shit, 30 minutes went by because we just sat around talking like in the game about different adventures we went on or things we wanted to do. And like that that is part of the game like that the whole point of mmo is originally was like this is a social sandbox this is where we're going to hang out where we're going to talk and we're going to shoot 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 the shit like having uh, they'd mentioned having voice over ip i don't know if that's a super good idea because i could see it being really bad but also really cool yeah. but like having that proximity chat while you're in a tavern and it's like dude that could be a lot of fun especially if other people on the other end are also Absolutely. drinking you start a tavern brawl like i could just see it happening <laughs> yeah yep. having a great time yep. That's one of the things that gets me really excited about Ashes is you'll hop on that night. You could be like, oh, I'm going to go pick some flowers or I'm going to go pick daffodils. So then you meet some random guy and he's like, hey, they're about to do this big event at the Golden Feather Tavern. Come hang out with us. And you're like, oh, hell yeah, man. Oh, yeah, so you just yeah, follow this guy. And, <laughs> and then you on the way, you, you get a party games of, with all the friends. On the way over there, there's a random event of goblins coming to attack and kidnap you. And now you're, just, you're doing something else. <laughs> That's exactly how it should be if, if they do it right that's exactly how it should happen absolutely it's not going to be one linear path the whole night you you might be going right. 10 different things that are all just equally hopefully equally enjoyable right <laughs> all right guys we're getting close to the two hour mark so i'll probably wrap it up here um thank you guys so much for coming on and hanging out with us um zillin I'm really bad at doing this, but go ahead. Uh, tell everyone where they can find you and all that, all that good stuff. I, I make content on YouTube. It's just Zillin, X-I-L-L-I-N on YouTube. If you want to see an old man rant about how, you know, we've lost the soul of MMOs, come over there and hang out and watch the content. That, that's pretty much it. I mean, I, I do other stuff, but that's all that I really care about is the YouTube. <laughs> Nuke, where are people going to find you? Well, they'll find me on nuclear tango on youtube and i stream on twitch as well you gotta you gotta tango. pump out some videos man i want to see him everyone there's in chat couple. tell nuke he's gotta make some video are you working on any <laughs> yeah there's three all right I've... What? <laughs> oh thank god yeah. i'm glad all this peer pressure is finally paying off <sighs> hit me I'll up if you have any questions or need any suggestions on 
thumbnails and titles and stuff like that. I, I could help. Yeah, you dude. Any of that. That's one thing I've learned about the ashes of creation content community is that everyone is super fucking cool and everyone is so Absolutely. willing to help everyone else. Out, yep. So, all right, guys, yep. thank you so much for coming on everyone. Thank you so much for watching. <laughs> Newt, can you do Annie's things? Which is not here. Cause you did so well last time. <laughs> what did she do? Bye. She's yeah. just like, yeah, we'll do it. Hold on. Okay. All right, guys. Thanks for coming. We'll see you on the next one. Bye. Perfect. You nailed it every time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Have a good night. Bye.